Hello and welcome to Medico Legal Expert Insight. My name is Jessica and in this podcast, we interview medical and legal professionals to help connect and understand when, what, why and how both sides interpret the information given to them. The goal is to share expert opinions from both sides of the medico-legal industry. I do want to say a huge thank you to eReports for the support and access to all these incredible experts. So let's get started and connect the dots through conversation. Today, I would like to welcome Larry Lell. Founder of MECC Cornerstone, mindset coach and speaker. I've invited Larry onto the podcast as I wanted to discuss building rapid rapport. I've heard through my personal career that sometimes particular questions in this industry are poorly worded. One thing we always need to keep in mind is that in most cases, we are dealing with vulnerable or injured people. So the way we ask questions in a small amount of time is critical to gathering the truth. So I wanted to invite Larry on to discuss how to ask questions the right way to build trust, to then ultimately gather the particular information you need. We're going to discuss we're going to have a conversation about what rapport is and why it's so important. Why do you have to build rapport quickly, especially when you could have an hour to gather the right information to put into a report, which is going to be used as evidence in the court of law. We're also going to discuss what do medical specialists need to take into consideration during an appointment, and then ultimately, how do you ask the right questions? But first, let me give you a little background to Larry. He's a dynamic, creative and unconventional thinker who is known for disrupting the status quo. He helps individuals reach beyond the possible and perform exceptionally well in any situation. Larry has the ability to engage his clients by taking something extremely complex and simplifying it so they can receive, absorb and use the information. He inspires, motivates and coaches his clients to embrace transformation and change in order to realize and reach beyond their fullest potential. I'm really looking forward to this topic. Larry, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Jess. It's nice to be here in uh, sunny uh, Australia. (laughs) Well, it's an absolute pleasure. So let's start with what is rapport and why is it so important? Well, you know, rapport is uh, the connection you want to establish with someone in order to have a, a conversation or it's the foundation for that relationship you're going to have, whether it's five minutes, five hours, five years or 50 years, right? It's the, it's the foundation of what you build upon. So that's why it's really important. If you build a foundation, right, then everything else kind of just flows from it. It's very easy. So that's why rapport, that's why you need rapport. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. And because a lot of the our specialists and even some of the lawyers that are listening today, they, they need to build rapport with these clients that are coming to them in a matter of sort of five, 10 minutes sometimes to then ultimately gather the information that they need. 
how how do you do that so quickly? Well, I think the easiest way to do that is it takes the first few minutes, right? And, and when I say few, I mean all the clinicians are going to have to figure this out for themselves. But obviously, you're not going to spend the whole hour. You're going to spend maybe the first five to ten minutes trying to get to know the person a little bit better. And building that rapport is about things you have in common, um, common experiences, common people that you know, uh, similar reference points. Um, uh trying to relate uh, to that person in a way that seems familiar to you as a clinician. So is the person similar to your mother? Is the person similar to your father, a sister, a brother, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, uh, someone you play football with, someone, you know, you go out uh, having, you go partying with, right? That's the kind of thing you need to figure out in the first hour. Well, not even the first hour. This is the first five to ten minutes. Yeah, right? I was going to say. <laughs> no, the first hour is way too long, right? Yeah. They've only <laughs> so got an hour sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So w- once you do that, then you have an idea of how to approach the person. Like, you know what it's like to talk to your mom or your dad. Uh, and you know what it's like to talk to your brother or sister. And if that person seems to be similar to someone you already know, it's highly likely that you could communicate with them in a very similar way, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So, what happens though if you are uh, you can't, you can't pick up on you know someone that is similar to someone that you know? Is there particular questions that you maybe you could ask to try and gain the trust of the person sitting in front of you when you have never met them before? Yeah, try and find out what their background is like, you know, maybe where they went to school, maybe they have some schools in common. And one of the best things to do is to actually mimic their um, gesture. So, you know, if they run their hand through their hair, you do it as well. Mimicking is actually a great, great way to build rapport because it makes them feel more comfortable. They feel that they're just like you and you're just like them. Yeah, I um, like that. Yeah. So, you know, mimicking is a great thing to do. The other piece is um, ask them questions about, you know, where they grew up, you know, where they're from, what schools they went to. What you're trying to find is a common ground that you can start building that relationship. Okay? Yeah. It's the common ground. Ask the questions about family ties. Um, do they like sports? What type of sports do they like? Do they like cricket? Do they like playing football? What, like something that you can you can – uh, build upon that you and they have a common interest in. Uh, favorite movies, favorite music, stuff like that. That's what you're using in the first five, ten minutes to build this rapport. Because if here's the thing. If you don't build that rapport, you don't get honest answers. Yeah. Because they're not going to feel comfortable with you, right? Of course. So, so that you really you need to, in the first sort of, 10, 15 minutes of meeting them, you you kind of really have to ask those subtle questions or those in yeah. questions that aren't maybe related to why they're there just to build that trust. Would that be right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't even want to go down the road about finding out what the issue is, why they're not well. What it, you don't want to go down that road before you build a rapport because why would they want to open up to you if they don't trust you? Yeah. Right. So the point there is, 
have them try and build that with them first. And then when you start asking those questions, it's just so much easier. And then if you ask the questions building the rapport, then in many cases, it'll lead directly into the questions of what happened, how did they get hurt, what was the circumstances, all that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you have to be... You have to be open to ask a whole bunch of, you know, very open-ended questions at the beginning to find out who they are, what kind of person they are, are they similar to someone you know, or all of those things that you may have in common with them. Look, there are more commonalities that people have in the world than there are differences, right? Yeah. So I'm sure five or ten minutes you can find out something common, right? Yeah, yeah. So... so, so Okay, so Jess, how did you enjoy winter? Um, yeah, it was it was definitely a different experience, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed the different experience. Exactly. So, I mean, knowing that you were in Canada and you enjoyed this winter, it was like minus thirty degrees. You see, that is a common experience that you could build on. Well, how did you adjust? Like, did you wear a lot? You know, like what did you have to wear? Like, how cold was? You see what I mean? Yeah. And then, Come back and you're going to tell me about your experience about what you had right so it's anything that you could figure out that you had in common yeah okay so a, a lot of the when the doctors are uh just before they meet the the person that's coming in for the appointment sometimes they have a lot of information that they've read about this person so how do they sort of um not taking too much information from from what they've read into the appointment so they have sort of no preconceived ideas right so what they if they've read all of that information put it on the back burner treat the person like it's someone you're meeting at a networking event it's someone you just met at a social event it's someone you're just they're coming into your office yes but this is of course could be intimidating for them. It could be a very un, you know, very uneasy situation for them. They could be very nervous about the situation. You know, you don't know what state of mind they're in when they're coming in, and don't bombard them with that clinical information first. I mean, that'll just set them off, in my opinion. I think they will just, they'll just shut down. Um, so it's about to me, it's, it's important to find out who they are, what they're about. Uh, where they've come from, what are their experiences about. Those are the things that people love to talk about. They love to talk about themselves, where they've been, what they've done. That's how you build that rapport. To dump right into that clinician thing, oh, man, that, that's, like, that's like trying to, to leap the Grand Canyon, you know, as opposed to the little stream down the road, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know. That's why I say build that rapport first, you know, the things that are common, find some things that are common, just have a normal conversation. Like if someone else you've met for the first time at a party, for instance, or you've gone to, uh, you've gone partying with your friends and you're at a club and you just see this person, you say hi, and they say hi, and you start a conversation. Yeah. That's what it should be like, right? Yeah. It should be very relaxed and there shouldn't be any pressure because the more pressure you put on that patient, the less accurate information I think you're going to get. Yeah, so when they are asking the questions then, there, there must be a better way of asking particular questions that aren't so forward or maybe 
I, I mentioned at the start, not worded quite the right way. Yeah. Is, what what yeah. sort of advice would you give but, around that? Yeah, well, what you want to do is you want to ask the open-ended questions. You don't want to ask direct questions. You want to ask questions about what happened. You don't want to say to someone, well, you know, did you trip and break your leg? No. So tell, you don't want to, you don't want to do, because you put them in a corner. So if you corner them, they're not going to respond to you very nicely. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, think of how you feel when you get cornered, when someone corners you into a question and you only have like two options to answer. You're going, hang on a sec here. I really don't want to do that. Yeah. And you often get defensive. Exactly. Exactly. And there's no way you're going to get the answers from them that you're looking for. The honest answers, the truthful answers. So you got to ask these, uh, as I call them, very non-aggressive questions. So it's, tell me about what happened. Like, what were the circumstances? Um, were, you know, were you running? Were you walking? Like, what was going on? Like, what happened? Like, you got to ask open questions. You got to ask non-aggressive uh, questions so that the people still feel comfortable with you because you built this rapport with them. You know, they like you. There's something that they, you know, that, that's in common. So they're going to now give you the benefits of the doubt and go, yeah, you know what happened? And it's like, you know, I, I kind of was coming down the stairs and I slipped and boom, I fell down the stairs, broke my ankle and that's why I'm here. Whatever, right? I don't know what those situation or conditions are. I'm just making it up, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's always different. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, but it's the non-aggressive questions are the ones you want to be able to ask about, you know, and make sure it's open-ended so they can describe it to you as much as they feel necessary. Because then that gives you the opening to ask other open questions and other non-aggressive questions to get even more information out of them. Yeah, okay. Okay. So... Would would you say that maybe when going into an appointment that you would advise two specialists that are meeting these people for the first time that maybe use the first 10, 15 minutes to, to get to know them? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. I think if you don't do that, I think the appointment will be a total disaster. Yeah. It'll be asking questions and you don't even know if the answer you're getting is correct or right or honest or truthful. Yeah. So I think a huge risk not to do that. Just to be a, a huge risk not to take that first uh, 10, 10 minutes or so and actually do that, you know, that rapport building with your, with your client, with, with your, um, with your patient. I mean, that, wow. I mean, think of, think of when, Okay, so have a, I think your clinicians should think about what it's like when they go to the doctor. They talk to the, their doctors at a totally different level because they're in the same profession, right? Yeah. But what happens when they go to the mechanic shop or they're taking their car in, <laughs> right? Is that any? Is that so different the context than having someone go in to the doctor or the clinician? Uh, to get this assessment done as they're taking their car in to have it served. And oh. they're trying to explain about this rattle in the back end and they can't really put their finger on it. 
how did they feel in that situation? That's exactly how their clinicians are feeling. That uh, the clinician is feeling in the um, in the car repair shop is exactly the same way their clients are feeling when they go to these clinicians to have the assessments done. Yeah. So, you know, walk a couple of minutes in their shoes and figure out what that feels like because if you do, your approach will be so much different. Yeah, and I think that's really good advice as well. Like walk in their shoes for a moment and try and take yourself out of that information that you just read potentially coming through from the lawyer and the questions that the lawyer needs you to answer. But maybe just take that out of the situation for the first 10, 15 minutes and really just get to know that person sitting in front of you and that's how you ultimately be able to navigate the questions that you need to ask for the lawyer exactly 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 love it it it's uh and it's really when you think about it so simple yeah it is well it it's it's always the the simple things that are the hardest to do would that not be right (laughs) i think you're absolutely right on that one absolutely I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, just everything in this world comes down to what? It's about a relationship. And the relationship comes down to what kind of rapport you've built with the person. The deeper the rapport, the longer it's there, the easier the communication. Yeah. You're right? Yeah. So for these, for these clinicians to take 10, 15 minutes to find something in common to talk about with these with their clients uh, is a small, small price to pay, to, pay uh, to find out what the truth is and what they're truly going through in their own words. Yeah, because in, ultimately that's what you're trying to find out, what's going on it, in their words. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. From a clinician perspective, Keep the results you need to have in the back of your mind because that's where you want to steer the conversation in the context of the rapport you built with them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Okay. So keep the results. The results has to be in the back of your mind. This is what I need to find out. I know all this information from the files that I've gotten, but here are the specific things I need to determine in this meeting. And you can ask those questions as you meander through this meeting because you've built that rapport at the beginning. And now you can ask not those aggressive questions, but you can ask those subtle questions to steer the course into what you need to find out. And it's so much easier. It's kind of like a conversation that you and I are having right now. Mm. It becomes very easy and it becomes very the flow becomes very easy and it becomes very natural. And before you know it, you've got all the information you need. And here is the best part. The client walks out of that meeting feeling relieved and happy because they haven't been grilled like it was an interrogation. Mm. They, they haven't faced any aggression from the clinician. They have had you know, no real difficult questions to answer, but yet the clinician has gotten all of the information they need. Everybody comes out of that experience 
feeling great. The clinician got what they wanted. The person who is the client walked out of that meeting feeling like he hadn't been beaten to a pulp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh... I'm sorry, but, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you've gone to, I mean, I've gone to some doctors and some clinicians sometimes. I'm telling you, I'm going, where did they train you guys? <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and how did they train you guys? Maybe you didn't get any training. You know, I, it's not, so let me put it to you this way. I've had some really bad experiences with clinicians as well. Okay. And the worst thing, walking out of that room, you feel like you've been beaten black and blue because your integrity be, is being accosted. You know, they're telling you, they're making you feel like you're a dishonest person. They're making, it's like, wait a minute. This is not why I went in there. I just went in there to tell you what happened and the truth. Yeah. You know, so you want the, you want the meeting to go well for both parties. The clinician needs to get the information they need, but that doesn't mean at the expense of the, the client walking out of there having a really bad bad experience or bad taste in their mouth when they leave, right? But that's not what you need to have happen. Yeah. You want them and to feel be- comfortable at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to feel like, you know, you've been, you want the, the clinician needs to feel like they've been treated like a human being. And as well, the client needs to feel the exact same way. And that is why rapport building for the first 10 minutes or 15 or whatever is so important because that is now a conversation, not an interrogation. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Larry. I really appreciate it. I think there's a lot of little golden nuggets that hopefully our listeners can take away um, and hopefully implement into the the appointments or even when the lawyers first start, first meet their clients. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Well, it was my pleasure and I hope uh, it does help, uh, you know, the uh, clinician and patient relationship uh, you know, for all of your clients. And I'm really, uh, really happy I could help. It was my pleasure. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Uh, You have a lovely evening. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll chat again real soon. Sounds great. Bye. Bye.